Santos's kick is lined up. That kick is good. He got it. It's back-to-back defeats for the Chiefs in cruel fashion in Week 7, losing to the Raiders 31-30 at the Black Hole with zero seconds on the clock. That must be a first. Welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast show with myself, Brad Simcox, the boss man himself, Tom Childs, and we finally found Dave Barnett. Can you believe it? Are you all right, Dave? That's all right, yeah. It's not, uh, you not bad. You decided to yeah. swan back in, did you? I, I mean, I'd much rather still be in America right now, but <laughs> other than that, yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> sunny uh, old england <laughs> yeah exactly well we've got uh we've got four of us on tonight actually because we uh this week we've actually welcoming back our good friend of the show ryan tracy from locked on chiefs to help us to get to the bottom of this uh soft looking chiefs team of late how's well, ryan hello friends i'm doing well how are you yeah not too bad not too bad other than the back-to-back defeats we're uh we're, we're holding our own over in the uk soft you say soft Mm, very soft. What, what, what word would you use? Discombobulated. Whoa. I like that one. It's my That's favorite. That's more than four letters. Right. It's like a country <laughs> song. We have more than four chords every now and then. <laughs> It'd be, it would be some score on Scrabble, wouldn't it? <laughs> Pretty cheating if you play that in Scrabble, to be perfectly honest. You only have nine letters, don't you? <laughs> well, um, should we just get straight into it and, uh, and just... Rip no, apart the no, uh, no, 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 no. Let's what, not get what? straight into it. You owe Ryan an apology. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> Why? What's he done? I do. I'm really sorry. Yeah, no, Ryan. When we were over in KC, Ryan was lovely enough to come over and and visit visit us all at the tailgate, and uh, I saw him, did a handshake, and within about forty seconds, I was whisked off somewhere else. <laughs> I gotta tell you, you are an impressive man. Well, why? I lived in Kansas City, I don't know, 15 years. I probably had 100 friends in that tailgate somewhere <laughs> in that stadium. I couldn't get 10 seconds of your information. Nobody <laughs> wanted to say hello to me. But I I was, <laughs> I'm just giving you grief. You are a man in demand, and I appreciate uh, the wee bit of time that I got to spend with you. Do you know what? Hey, you think it was bad? We, we had the entire weekend of that. Like, honestly, it was just like... <laughs> uploads a few youtube videos and apparently everyone wants to talk to him now <laughs> do you know what i found the funniest was the fact that we wanted to get a photo of us us three british guys and obviously you two from locked on chiefs because so we, we couldn't find brad we had to get in a stranger pretend to be brad just so we had five no. people in a photo you know if he had the glasses it would have worked i'm telling you <laughs> I was going a bit Hollywood, so uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really sorry, Ryan. I'm really, really sorry for my 40 seconds of time with you. Not was, a worry. I'm it was the best time. <laughs> right. That half a beer uh, was glorious. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm still waiting on some moonshine that was being passed around. Um, you were not waiting on that because that was oh, I, not <laughs> enjoyable. Was it not? No, it was not. Was it? Karen said it sm- It tasted like apple. I don't know what apples that she's been <laughs> eating, but it's, it's tasting like no apples I've ever had before. What's an apple, what's an apple? 
Oh no, but uh, no, it's nice to uh, to hear from you again, Ryan. Anyway, it's nice to <laughs> to speak to you across across the pond, four thousand miles away again. Right now, um, we can have a good conversation. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the, the good thing is we've got another what three or four years till the next trip, the next business trip. <laughs> the business trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Tom's calling it, apparently. All oh, right, is it? Is yeah. that so he can get time away from the the wife again? Yeah. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> That'll change, my friends. Definitely. Eventually, the wife will be. Isn't it time for you to take another business trip? <laughs> <laughs> That's how mine is. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll cut this chit chat. Um, what happened in the last game against the Raiders? I mean, we we looked as though we were settled. We were, you know, we were kind of cruising a little bit. I know it was only six points, whatever it was in the lead, but we we seemed to do okay, didn't we? Enough to win it. Bob Sutton. Uh, they're the only two words I have to really? say about. Honestly, yeah, we are missing Berry, and that hurts. But there's still an awful lot of talent all over the Chiefs' defense, and it doesn't seem to me at the minute. I mean, what is it now? We're like twenty fourth against the run and twenty seventh against the pass, or something like that. That's I know. Like historically, we've given up yards, and we're more of a bend but don't break defense, but usually we'd find ourselves in the middle of the pack and now we're just right at the bottom and it's extremely worrying. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, the, the the key thing, I think what you're on about there is 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 the likes of Justin Houston and things like that, you know, players like that dropping back. Is that what you're getting at or is it, or is it mainly the, the, I, the coverage? It's just the, overall, the, like he's got the corners seemingly playing extremely soft a lot of the time and yeah. historically we like to press and get up in guys faces and we seem to be giving guys like eight nine yards free release and i I can't imagine that the corners are doing that off their own back they're being told to do that and that just seems really strange for me especially when we're playing a lot of man coverage like you can't play man and play 10 yards off because you're just giving them free yards all the time um and again like weren't bringing any pressure and we just rushed four and dropped guys back and gave Carr time to make throws mm-hmm. on Thursday night and you can't do that because he's too good he he will pick you apart and he did that to us would you agree with that uh, that Ryan yeah Bob I, I hate to just be a Dave clone but he hit uh, most of the things that I complain about Bob Sutton have for years the the lack of of pressing and jamming receivers that's what these guys are here for that's what marcus peters does best i mean to a certain extent so did steven nelson to a certain extent so did mitchell um but i yes soft is a good word for the way he plays the coverage but i'll tell you this i think it goes deeper than that because you brought up eric barry and there's no way to replace him that's a given Uh, he's the best safety in this league but what you saw against the Raiders was the complete misuse of every other safety on the roster. You have a, a, a five foot eleven, hundred ninety five pound Eric Murray, who was a, a nickel corner in college. Yeah. You have him playing against a six foot five, two hundred fifty pound <laughs> tight end, and you take Ron Parker, who is easily the best free safety, deep safety on this roster, and you bring him up to the line and put him on a slot receiver putting both of those guys at a disadvantage. And then you rely on Dan Sorensen to try and man the deep zones, which is the worst thing that he's capable of. I, I just think that Bob Sutton gets it in his head that everybody's interchangeable. And while that might be yeah. a good model and that's what he wants, it's just not the truth. 
Anything you want to add to that, Tom? Yeah, leading off the whole soft word, one thing that's starting to do my head in a little bit at the moment, we touched on it last week about Marcus Peters in particular, but the tackling on Thursday night was horrendous. Um, the last two games have been like that, haven't they? Yeah, there was one in particular, Eric Mer- Eric Murray, I think it was Jared Cook that caught the ball in front of him, and he kind of just gave him a cuddle, yeah. and then, then he stopped cuddling him, and then Jared Cook had a first down within a couple of seconds it was just it was just a strange game in in terms of tackling all the players were trying to go for the ball as opposed to lighting someone up and I think that's where we do miss Eric Eric Berry as well he kind of sets the tone for the defense and they're just not hitting they're not hitting very hard they're they're trying to go for the ball too much just go and light a couple of guys up but would you say that's a scheme thing would you say they're being taught to go for the ball rather than to well if they are it's Incorrect. Like we, me and Brad talked about it last week on the show, in just regarding Marcus Peters and Marcus Peters. You kind of expect it and kind of allow it because obviously you won't get those plays like we had against Carolina last year when he stripped the ball from Kelvin Benjamin. But not all of those players are capable of that. Ninety-nine percent of the time, the instruction has to be hit the guy first, put him on the floor, wrap him up for Christ's sake, mm-hmm. put two arms around him, and make sure he doesn't gain any extra yards. And then go for the ball. And I just don't see this team doing it. And they are playing soft. They are soft tacklers at the moment. Yeah, it's 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 not something we're kind of used to at the minute because we're normally uh, we're normally used to a very good defense. But uh, the offense is is always the one that isn't really bringing it to the uh, bringing bringing it to the game. Really, is it? Um, what 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 about the the Justin Houston situation? Because there's a lot of that been going on on Twitter at the minute about. Um, people recognise that that Houston is being used too much in the pass coverage. Um, I suppose in the uh, you know looking forward into the the next game against the Broncos, they look very weak on that on that offensive line, don't they? So surely you've got to bring some kind of uh, you know pass rush. A lot I'd of say pass you rush. Bl- you got you got blitz. Like, yeah. I just haven't seen. The, the blitzes that we used to dial up like I, he needs something needs to change because like, the way that we're we're playing at the minute is is not gonna you know not gonna do us for the rest of the year and especially come playoff times good teams will pick us apart if we carry on playing like we are mm-hmm. um let's talk about the officiating of the game uh, I know it's something that uh, that Tom is uh, has got a few few thoughts on that on the officiating the bad officiating for some of them anyway. Um, what do you think about the first touchdown that was that was thrown? I can take or leave that one. Um, it looked very soft. It looked like they possibly could have tripped Terence Mitchell. Amari could be okay. He does have his hand on his back. Um, the only thing that annoys me there slightly with that one is the fact that a flag was thrown on the field. And then picked up. Um, yeah. That's one officials overall the other on on, on that one. Um, so I I kind I I get that one. I'm not angry about that one. It's the one that effectively was a ten point swing, which annoys me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, the phantom call on Eric Murray, um, illegal contact downfield when Alan Bailey stripped Darren, uh, Derek Carr, and obviously Justin Houston had had recovered the fumble. I cannot see for love nor money how that was a penalty Tony Romo my man crush pointed out straight away that it wasn't that it wasn't a legal contact yeah. and 
if you're going to call games like that, you might as well just end the league right now. Like, there is... These guys are full-time professionals now, the referees. They're not, like, part-time. They're full-time. How can you get that so badly wrong? And obviously what happened was Derek Carr managed to go up the field and Raiders scored three points. But had the fumble been allowed to be recovered and the penalty wasn't there, the Chiefs would have been in the Raiders' red zone. So you're talking about a 10-point swing there. And it ultimately proved a pivotal moment in the game. Okay, I'm not sitting here saying oh the referees are to blame for the Chiefs loss because they're not but to say that they're not a factor in the Chiefs loss is ignorance mm. in, in my, for my mind I don't know how you feel about this Ryan like for me it was one of the worst cool games I've seen in a long long time I can't disagree a- at all and, and I'm one that I, I generally stay away from the topic because there's absolutely nothing that either team can do about it in terms of, of, of correcting their behavior other than to know whether the, the refs are calling it tight or, or calling it loose and they're, they're able to do you know, more aggressive things and, and get away with some more. The thing that stands out to me in particular about that crew on that night was that it wasn't lopsided in my mind one team to the other. It was just that the offense was able to do whatever it wanted and they didn't throw flags. I mean, not just the offensive pass interference, but the amount of holds visibly on camera. And you know that you're not seeing 50% of them on the broadcast view. Just the amount of, of calls on the offense that were let go. Uh, D Ford was being held all night, wasn't he? Everyone was. I mean, you look at, at Benny Logan, he had about four double teams split and miraculously couldn't make another yard to gain. It's, it's, it was just systemic, and I don't know if that's inexperience with that crew or if that's a problem uh, with what they're being told. Uh, are there keys for managing a primetime game? Because I do believe that the NFL has different criteria. Uh, for a, a Sunday noon kickoff versus primetime on Monday night. Yeah. So are you saying that because it is a primetime game, they want the game to flow quicker and they want the game to not be held up so much that they're calling less penalties? Honestly, I think it's the opposite. I think there's commercial time involved, and I think any stoppage of play that allows them an opportunity to advertise something else, I think that's something that's a plus in their eyes maybe not to the point that it's a directive of any kind but it's certainly in the back of referees mind about how the game is moving through that three to four hours right and that they are in control of that clock oh, wow. yeah i mean the thing for me it was just horrendously inconsistent like you know the pick picking up a couple of flags and then a th- couple of no flags especially the one on tyree kill on the punt return where his helmet literally got ripped off his head by um, Marquette King. And it's like, I'm sorry, but the line judge has stood maybe four or five yards away from that. I, I just, if you can't see that, you should not be officiating the NFL. It's as simple as that. Like, I could, you could see that from the broadcast view. And I was just waiting for the flag to get thrown and it wasn't there. I mean, don't get me wrong, like the Chiefs got away from some stuff with some stuff as well, but it's like it's the really obvious stuff like that that doesn't get called or in the other case of the illegal contact does get called where you it just leaves you shaking your head because it's just like you, th- those are game-changing sort of penalties that you're either missing or giving here and it, and it can make such a difference in the outcome of a such a close game as the one on Thursday night. Yeah. Um, what about the, the, the O-line, uh, the Chiefs O-line? It looked quite vulnerable, which I've never seen it as vulnerable as this. Um, 
<laughs> we're missing three starters. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. At the end of the day, we're missing three starters on the O line. Yeah. You can only paper over the cracks for so long before it will start to show. And yeah, I mean, it's tough, but we just got to sort of work through it until we can get, you know, other guys healthy and back on the yeah. field. Well, one of the uh, one of the few positives of that as well is, um, even though it was a bad O line, Smith still managed to rack up what three hundred plus passing yard game again. Um. He's 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 bringing it, isn't he? He's bringing it this season. Yeah, that is for sure. That pass for Tariq Hill's touchdown yeah. is probably the sexiest deep ball I've ever seen Alex Smith throw. Um, did you see where he throwed when where, where Tariq Hill was when he threw that ball? Um, the guy wasn't even level with the DB, but when Alex Smith threw it, it was just perfect. What was it? Sixty-seven yards yeah, touchdown. He knew he was going to burn 40. him. Yeah. Forty in the air. It is just Alex Smith two point Talking about Smith, does that not frustrate you a little bit in the fourth quarter when you see Smith's been playing as well as he has done? And you know we've criticised Reed for this before, sort of going back into his shell a little bit mm-hmm. and trying not to lose the game. Um, I just thought like that Raiders defense was there for the taking if we'd have wanted to in that fourth quarter and we just seem to like he's right off the gas and just try and run the clock down and hold on to the football rather than just go for the killer blow and that I say we've criticised Reed for it and I just wondered if you guys thought thought the yeah, same he thing he tried a few running plays didn't he with Kareem Hunt uh, in that drive I think was it like five four four or five minutes left or something like that of the fourth quarter and uh, but it was the drive before that as well yeah. it wasn't just that one it was the, those two drives in the fourth quarter I just thought like he could have just landed the killer blow there. Very it reserved, just seemed it? like we got very, very conservative towards the end there. Mm-hmm. Even a field goal, isn't it? I suppose it's it's kind of putting a, a bit more distance, isn't it? Because I mean, at that point, we were still six points ahead, weren't we? One thing that that I I did notice was the Tony Romo in commentary. Oh, he did, Tony Romo. He did. Tony Romo. Oh, Tony <laughs> Romo. Yeah, I did notice that at one point when the Raiders decided to kick a field goal at the um, top of the fourth. Um, he did turn around and say, "Oh, this is what the Chiefs didn't do last week, and the Raiders are doing it. And are are they going to prove the Chiefs wrong uh, from last week?" And of course, that ultimately did prove the difference. Um, do you think that the Raiders learned from the Chiefs' mistake the week before? Who's that? Me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah. Well, I I the thing is like especially. In a tight game like that, I think you've always got to take the points when they're available to you. Like, a, a, more so the Steelers game because that was a tight defensive battle. It was, you know, three points is a lot when the score's only like 16 10 or whatever it was. So, yeah, it just it seemed really weird to not kick the field goal in that situation. Whereas I could sort of forgiven the Raiders a little bit if they'd have gone for it more and forth down there because it's a bit of a shootout you're not sure if you might get the ball back whereas obviously in the in the Steelers game it's like we haven't been moving the ball that well you want to take the three points where you can get them kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah well let's uh let's leave the depressive um Raiders game behind and, and look forward to the Broncos game now before the the game last night between the Broncos and the Chargers, we were looking at this this table, the AFC West table, of um, it, it it could be the point where the Broncos could have overtaken us. Is that right? Uh, I think they would have 
they would have taken the lead at that point. But the Chargers absolutely blew them out. 21-0, wasn't it? Um, the Broncos look very vulnerable. Do you think the Chiefs have got enough in the current team? Forget about the, the you know the players that we could be getting back for that game. But do you think we've got the the the, the current team can do something against this this Broncos um, offense, Ryan? You know, I think the most intriguing thing about this game is that it's strength on strength and weakness on weakness. Uh, mm. the The offensive line, in, in particular. If they can get back, I think that bolsters them quite a bit. And the way that Alex has been playing, the the Kareem Hunt aspect, going against the Broncos' defense, that while they certainly gave up more air yards uh, and completions than they were used to against the Chargers, still have that aspect of, of a dominant defense. Whereas when you flip the script, the struggling Chiefs' defense, I think, is going to have a much better day pressuring Trevor Simeon because of the, the utter absurdity of the Broncos' offensive line. And for me, I have a unique perspective because while I, I, I root for and cover the Chiefs, I live in Colorado and I am local to Denver and I, I hear all their little sound bites and see Jamal Charles in the locker room, which makes me want to puke, but uh, I do Denver radio. I, I know just how much they put into this game and the fact that they're not anywhere close to being able to, to compete in terms of stopping this offense. And that's the thing you look back historically – uh, and the Chiefs have been able to put up a lot of big point performances against this defense in spite of it being so good. Uh, and at this point, I don't think the Broncos' defense is going to come close. No. Do you think they're going to use Charles more? I would like to have thought so, just because I, I hate to see such a, a high-caliber uh, player of any kind, but particularly a guy that, that I've rooted for quite a long time. I hate to see him go downhill, but his carriers are, are diminishing. Uh, he's not getting uh, through the line as well. Um, they're using him in the pass game effectively. He's always been a great pass catcher. We all know that. But I don't know that he's going to be a big factor unless there's the revenge aspect of it. The revenge. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, yeah. Um, Tom, what do you think about the uh, the up-and-coming game anyway? Do you, where do you think it's key for the Chiefs to win this game? Um, Just... Be average on defense and you'll win this game. <laughs> Just average. I think that's all you need to be against this Denver offense, um, which is crazy because they've got two weapons on the outside in uh, Thomas and Sanders who have caused the Chiefs so much grief over the last few years. And um, But what's in between them is just dog poo, <laughs> to put it politely. Um, it is. It's so, so British. <laughs> I wanted to say the S word, but I, dog poo. I, I refrain from swearing. <laughs> he is normally the Sorry, mouth dog. of this uh, podcast, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just Trevor Simeon looks like he's regressing. The offensive line is renowned for being poor. Justin Houston had his way with it last year. Yeah, if we've got Stephen Nelson coming back potentially as well. For for Monday night. Oh please, please. Um, <laughs> do you know just if the Chiefs, the Chiefs will score enough points on this Denver defense to win the game? If our own defense can just be average, yeah, doesn't have to be good, doesn't have to be great, just smack bang in the middle, mediocre, a bit like my life, <laughs> just <laughs> average. <laughs> please. The, the, the thing is for me, right. We've said this about uh, Roethlisberger when it, before the before the game against the Chiefs that they were saying, "Oh, 
has this cowboy got it anymore? That kind of thing, you know. Um, then we had Derek Carr coming off uh, an injury, and everyone was wondering, well, he's not really going to do anything against the Raiders. Now we've got Trevor Simeon. It, it, oh, surely it can't be like a, a repeat, can it? No, because you've just listed Ben Roethlisberger and Derek Carr. <laughs> Trevor Simeon is no way near. <laughs> I know, but they, the they, were on a, they were on a bit of a level. downward kind of... I get your argument backed into a corner, just come off an embarrassing defeat, but the Chiefs have just come off two really, but not bad defeats, but... Um, frustrating. Morale, frustrating, yeah, probably, yeah. Most frustrating defeats. So the Chiefs are going to be in the same situation. Trevor Simeon is not. Derek Carr or Ben Roethlisberger. Maybe the only guy we could fear in between those two wide receivers is C.J. Anderson because he's had a good couple of games against the Chiefs in the past. Um, if they can get him going, they might. That's that might be the way they win. His good defense and controlling the clock, but shut him down, you'll shut the offense down. Mm. I think they're getting some players back as well, aren't they? Apparently, what I've heard, I'm sure they're getting some players back, and then we're, obviously we're getting our players back as well. Is Mitch Morse going to be available for this game? Has anybody heard that yet? They have said that possibly Morse and LDT, LDTs um, could could I be back. Wait, please, I like him back. <laughs> yeah, um, which which would be great because then we can move. Um, oh, so we no, we can have um, Morse back at centre, LDT back at left guard, and then is it? Who would we LBT have right, at right guard? Right guard, guard sorry. Move Fulton over to left guard, maybe. Yeah. Possibly, you, I don't know. I was going to say, is that the end of Weissman at left starting left guard? If we, I really hope so because I have not been impressed with him all year. I, I, I honestly think he's been the weakest point consistently on this offensive line from from day one. So the sooner he can be you know, shoved out the, the lineup, the better for me. Well, I think what you've seen from Fulton is that he's struggled on that left side, so that's the only thing that gives me pause. You know, yeah. I, I'm still waiting, and I, Chris and I have talked about this ad nauseum. Barker Unger's practicing. Is is he not progressing? Are we, We're not getting enough information about him. He's a guy who is perfect for that left guard position. His athleticism mm. in space in particular can change the way they can get Hunt outside of the tackle box, and I, I think he's really the key to taking this line all the way back up to 100%. Um, prediction times. Uh, Tom, are you going to set us off with uh, the prediction for the next game? Okay. Um, I'm going to predict that the Chiefs start their journey to seeing Justin Timberlake at halftime on the Super Bowl show, um, which I'm very happy about. I thought you'd way. be a fanboy uh, of Justin <laughs> Trousers. Is Janet yeah. going to be with him? That's what <laughs> yeah. I want. I, I'll... I'll... <laughs> <laughs> um, they already had a boob slip once they're not going to let it happen again <laughs> boob what a funny word um, right. um, the Chiefs are going to win they're going to win um, but I said this last week and then look what happened the Chiefs are going to win 24 to 12 I'm going to say that the Broncos don't score a TD. They have to set for four field goals. Um, and the defense is going to have a bounce back okay, game. Okay, what about uh, you, Div? Um, I'm going to go Chiefs 31, Broncos 13. I say, I just. The Broncos' offense looks dreadful. Um, so I think that's going to be the only saving grace in this game. Um, 
until we can sort some things out on defense. But yeah, um, I think I say the offense is is rolling, and I say Bron- uh, the Broncos' offense is bad enough that it shouldn't matter. Mm. Ryan, oh, I wish I could be that optimistic. <laughs> this this defense has me in fits. Going from Pittsburgh, where you can't stop the run, to Oakland, where you can't stop the pass. I I'd like to say they'll be able to be dominant, but I'm just not sure that's going to happen. I have them winning still, but I have a 28-21 Chiefs. Really? I've I've not gone that high score, and I've gone uh, 21-14. It's going to be another nail biter, I'm afraid. But it is going to be an hour earlier for yeah. us on the plus yeah, side. Yeah, half 12 this time. We get, yeah, it's half 12. Good old clock's coming forward. Backwards. <laughs> oh, forwards, backwards, forwards. Lovely. Yeah, Lovely. so it's not a it's not a one thirty uh, kickoff for all you uh, UK fans. Um, incidentally, we had quite a few people watching the uh, the the Raiders uh, Chiefs game. At, was it like two thirty over in Germany or something? That's commitment. That I thought we were committed. Yeah, two thirty. Two thirties. Yeah, that's too extreme. For me. <laughs> right. Just an hour difference. Too extreme. Yeah, yeah can't be doing that. Two o'clock. I could handle that extra half an hour. No. <laughs> No chance. I I'm not gonna lie. I didn't watch it live. I um recorded it and watched it morning after. Yeah. I actually got up. A, I got up a quarter five in the morning, and just as you guys were obviously getting the result coming to you, I just started watching again, yeah. and then I went straight to work afterwards. Miserable. Yeah, it was a miserable, miserable start to the week, wasn't it? Horrible start. It was the end to the week, wasn't it? Sorry, I'm I'm getting my days mixed up here. Um. Right, I think that's everything we've got time for this week. A uh, bit of a short show, but um, we, di- we didn't really want to like, talk about, Raiders, about the Raiders game too long. Dwell. <laughs> Dwell on it too often, no. Um, obviously, we've, we're still 5-2. and two, uh, Moving forward against the uh, the Monday night football game uh, against the Broncos at our head. So it's it's obviously going to be a bouncing night again. We, we've we've already obviously sampled that already, so we know what we're talking about. Um, so, yeah, thanks very much to Ryan for joining us again and, uh, and giving us his, his helpful tips and advice on, uh, on the up-and-coming game. Thanks for having and me. Obviously, yeah, no, it's great having you on, mate. And uh, if you think about it, we've actually spoke longer in this, in this episode than we have actually face-to-face. Right, we're going to have to change that. I might have to come to London <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind going over to Kansas City again. I really don't. Just get on the train and come south for me. Uh, I'll meet you somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we really appreciate you coming on at uh, short notice, man. Um, and thanks to Dave for turning up again. Hey, no problem. Thanks for, thanks I for appreciate us, you yeah. guys. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's been it's been fun, man. Like it's been been a, been a few weeks, hasn't it? It's been so, a few yeah, weeks. Good to be you think we're gonna back to back next week. I don't know. That seems like a, <laughs> a lot of effort. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, well. Right. Anyway, like, like I said, the Chiefs are 5-2. and two. Uh, Still top of the AFC West. Everything's a rosy in the garden, right? Surely. From one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks a lot. Bye.